0: All right, are we in?
1: Well, We're in. <laughs> you know, I uh, one thing that I think about this podcast, yeah. is that it would be great mm. if we had like a theme song, like someone just coming out and saying, "Hey, it's inherently human today." Wow, I just made that up
0: too. <laughs> that was awesome. I Thank like you. that. Can we can we copyright that right now? Like, can, yeah, is that, is that... <laughs> nobody steal that. Come on, guys, let's not.
1: Yeah, it's ours. <laughs> Have some
0: respect. Jeez. Man. We put so much blood, sweat, and tears into that. And, oh, and now, trust you guys.
1: And and you know what it also did? It hmm. opened the show.
0: Oh, it did. It did. You know what? And it, it, it only took, what, 30 episodes to- uh, <laughs> <laughs> To come up with our theme song.
1: <laughs> to realize there was, perchance, a coherent
0: way- to start the show. Like, <laughs>
1: mostly shows do that.
0: You know, like professionals. Yeah, it's not rocket science. <laughs> it just
1: makes sense. You you want to let... Well, for one thing, you want to let people know that mm-hmm. the show started so they can tune their ears towards it. Yeah, That's yeah. That's all. <laughs> I think.
0: Well, I'd hope so.
1: Now, of course, we should also have a script. We should have that jingle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then after... It says whatever it says, you know. It was just kind of cool. I can't remember it exactly. It's
0: inherently human today.
1: What was was the thing about today? I, I thought that was it. Yeah, but didn't it rhyme? Maybe it didn't rhyme.
0: No, I, I remember it did rhyme, didn't it?
1: Yeah, but I can't remember how it could possibly rhyme. because. Hey, we,
0: it's inherently human oh, today. Oh, is that right? Is I, that, that might what have we been. did? I okay. <laughs> it well, was all we, of a minute and a half ago. I can't. Yes. <laughs> had we had a
1: script, though, we would know then to go beyond the title mm-hmm. to, uh, for example... Listing the people on the podcast, that's you and me, Mm -hmm. and the premise or the brand shtick, whatever you want to call it. That was another part of what we sometimes forget to do on the show.
0: Pretty much every time. Almost every time. Of course, having the script isn't part of our brand no oh yeah i forgot about that yeah there's no all unscripted none of this
1: not even an outline thank Mm -mm. you very much we do not need
0: that (laughs) we start the episode and hope something happens (laughs) yeah yeah we're
1: working without a net here yeah
0: We're. i don't want to say we're flying
1: blind that's a little worse maybe i'm not sure
0: we're we're on the tightrope Yes. And uh without a net. <laughs> without a net. Yeah. So we're hoping for the best and we're just <laughs> ideally our our ability to do what we're doing uh allows us not to fall and we don't need the net in the first place. That's true. Just like you slacklining. Oh yes, of course. I should probably have a net, but then it's not as fun. Um, there's no there's no excitement to it. No. Um. Before we get into that a little bit, uh, my name's Aiden Deboard. My name's Jim Newman. <laughs> uh, welcome to Inherently Human, episode thirty. Yeah. It only took us uh, three and a half minutes to finally get into that. <laughs> See, um, but that's
1: because we're unscripted. It's I we're mean, unscripted. That's, that's true. one Of the phenomena that tends to creep in, which yeah. is a sort of wayward <laughs> randomness. As oh, we get started.
0: Um, Another part of our brand is our uh, significant age differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just Um, talking
1: about that off mic.
0: Yeah, just just before we started this. Uh, I'm 21.
1: And I'm 73.
0: So uh, the math there, 52 years of difference. Yet here we are anyways doing a podcast, doing 30 episodes so far. Wow. Uh, I'm thoroughly convinced that Jim here is uh, (laughs) me from the future. Wow. Um and then he's come he's come back to to teach me the life lessons. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I, can, I wonder can I monetize that in some way? Can you? I, I don't know. Do you if have I can. any uh
0: sport bets, you know, kind of like in back in the future yeah. when he gets the almanac and
1: uh, there was some other novel I read where a guy could uh, Go back in the past and uh-huh. invest in stocks, like I should have done with Apple. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah <laughs> it's too bad that never happened. Yeah. Um, but in this case, I guess what we're really talking about is, you know, sharing and trying to move forward. Mhm. In that way.
0: If you listen to our uh our last episode, Jim and I were talking about how uh we are helping ourselves and how we think we can help others with their self-exploration and self-help. Uh, you know, by giving them uh our tactics and what we want to hear from y'all or your tactics and your self-help. And so you know Jim here has been uh someone I've talked to uh at great lengths about mental health and how I'm feeling as a person and what I can do to help myself and uh we confide in each other the best we can and just try to try to make it easier for one another
1: and i one thing that um seems true. At least in this relationship, Aiden's and mine is a kind of cross fertilization. Uh, I mean, such a powerfully different perspective based on the generational difference. Mm-hmm. But I think it also includes, for whatever reason, I guess I just trust him and he trusts me so that when we have these conversations, we're sufficiently open. And then he and I both benefit from um, just the other person opening their mouth and telling the truth about whatever we happen to be talking about.
0: Mm -hmm. There's communication and just being able to talk about these subjects, uh, whether they be kind of silly, whether they're serious or something that really needs to be identified. Uh, You know, Jim and I are very similar in how we how we think and how we feel about a lot of these uh topics. And the main difference between him and I is the experience within these topics. And so it it allows a certain perspective change between us while still maintaining sort of this agreeable topic. Well is that Go ahead. No, no no you Well, um,
1: (laughs) what I think I've noticed is that when you and I talk, Mm -hmm. uh, the openness leads to something. And Mm. it could be that – and this is maybe why you say that I'm you – From the future, (laughs) is that there has to be some kind of inclination that both of us have to really try and connect with other people, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I I I I see people in my sphere, uh, people that I talk to sometimes only sometimes uh, just peripherally uh, for brief conversations, other people that I'm more intimate with and uh, move into somewhat heavy conversations. The uh, truth is, in all of these cases, what tends to happen is um, I want to be open. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I I want to uh, have my inner life validated, I guess, is one way to put it. hmm and uh, so, you know,
0: we or at least I don't know I can't really speak for the both of us, but for myself personally, I do use this podcast time as kind of another form of self-help because it allows me a platform and an incredible partner to uh, talk about these issues and really talk about what's on my mind and how I want to communicate that. Uh, In such a captivating audience, uh, one that I adore so greatly, uh, you know, listens to this and, you know, have their own ideas. And once again, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are on any of the subjects that we have, um, just because, you know, we're not the only two people on this planet that have these conversations. I know for a fact that people have these conversations every single day that have different perspectives, different information, different ways of thinking about things. And that's what we want to hear, uh, is that we want to hear what other people have to say about these subjects.
1: And speaking of hearing, mm. I I think that I'm a better listener now mm. since the podcast, because in this case, it's like playing ping pong or tennis Right. You, you've got to keep the ball in the air. Yeah. So I have to know what you just said.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I also kind of have to have a quick access opinion.
0: Oh, right. To yeah. it.
1: And you, I'm gathering, are doing the same thing because mm-hmm. you're quick on the uptake. So uh, with both of us doing that, it's kind of nurturing to the self because it becomes a habit that I think that I have begun Absolutely. to use in different contexts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a really wonderful uh, weekend. I went to the beach, and it turns out, if I do the math, this woman that I spent time with, I've known her. I've known this person, Judy, uh, for 49 Years, and the blessing of that relationship is that when you talk to someone that you really, really, really like, Mm -hmm. and that has had so many of uh, similar experiences to your own, then the the nuances, the the subtlety, subtleties of their perspectives somehow just increase in value and the past becomes its own reward. I mean, you can live it again because we can analyze different personalities. We can talk about what happened in those people's lives. Yeah. And it's almost like we've got the full story in (laughs) some cases, Mm -hmm. because in some cases they're no longer with us or uh, a major part of their lives is over now. And, So we can sort of...
0: Reminisce upon... Well, take it apart in a way.
1: You know, see what might have motivated them. Did they succeed? Did they fail? Uh, Were we happy uh, about whatever happened to them? That kind of thing. I mean, it's just this smorgasbord of...
0: Nostalgia
1: yeah but 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 it feels like real-time experience because mm-hmm. I really respect her and i i I just happen to um trust again yeah I mean I just trust i I trust her perspective and i I think um that I am enhanced by that world view um you know and i i it's not too much to say that i that I do the same with you, you know I mean, uh, I don't even think we share many of the same acquaintances, really.
0: Uh, beyond the few from uh, the... The aquatics yeah, program. Yeah, from the PSU Rec Center, I yeah. think we share all of none. <laughs> I think... Uh, I think you're right. <laughs> we are, within each other, the only acquaintances that we have, and... Uh, I mean, you know, you know some of my friends. You've you've hung well, out. Well, I liked Willis. them, yeah, because
1: yeah. we went. What's the name of the you hang out?
0: Ah, uh, my favorite bar. Yes, uh, you can give it a free plug, right? Yeah, yeah. Go, in <laughs> Robert. Fact, we should consider, you know,
1: hitting them <laughs> up for a sponsor. No, I'm kidding about that. But go ahead.
0: Well, Robert might. Uh All so right. <laughs> Robert is the owner of my favorite bar, uh, Neat, which is on. 27th and Hawthorne
1: and that's N E A T neat as in uh, whiskey neat or something.
0: So neat is a bar that started out uh, as a whiskey bar that kind of went under. Uh uh, And when Robert, the owner bought it, uh, it still had its entire whiskey stock. Mm -hmm. And so he, uh, it stuck with the name neat and, Oh, I love that bar. Love it so much. There's free pool uh they have a couple tvs and they have five dollar boneyards which is my What's
1: i don't even know what that is it's uh, got to be a millennial thing a boneyard <laughs> uh what
0: bone is that? boneyard is the beer that i like oh yeah
1: it's not rogue is, is that a rogue product no uh it's its own thing That's the boneyard brewery i believe uh, okay. so yeah okay okay
0: um I'm a uh, very millennial Portland, uh, where my favorite beer is an IPA, mm-hmm. and so the increased popularity of IPAs has most certainly hit me, uh, where my favorite beer is Boneyard IPA, and $5 for a pint, and free pool, and oh, I love that place.
1: So you don't have to plug the machine. No. You get the
0: balls back. You just get it right there, unlimited. Nice. It's, it's phenomenal. They only have one, but it's not that busy, and I live so close. <laughs> well, l-
1: less than a block, or is uh, it three less, blocks? Less than two. Oh, okay. okay. I live
0: roughly like a block and a half Well, from Neat. it's It's phenomenal.
1: <laughs> My experience with it really is based on going with you one time. Uh-huh. But I had a good time.
0: Hell, yeah, I remember you know, that. It yeah. was fun. No, it was fun.
1: <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a, I, I don't think I would characterize me as being intimidated by the fact that you guys are in your early 20s and me being so old in comparison. I, I don't think it was that, but I kind of felt like, well, there's a boundary there. I don't really want to get into mm-hmm. that kind of relationship because you guys are so much younger than me. But what I guess I felt when I was actually there with you guys yeah. is that um, I had a perspective that you seem to value. And so I did have something to contribute rather than just being able to say, well, you know, I hung out with my 20-year-old friends, <laughs> uh, which I really didn't want to do. But but I, I, I felt like I was a peer in the sense that I, I did. I had something of, of value to contribute, and uh, even though it was mainly memories about uh, Vietnam. You know, <laughs> I mean... Which was great, because you guys wanted to hear about it. So oh, it yeah, nice. we
0: were enthralled with it. Uh, Jim is what uh, uh, what we would call hip and with it, uh, <laughs> with yeah. the younger folks.
1: With the younger folks.
0: So he, he, he fits in super well with at least my gang uh, of Goonies, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when... All of us were at the bar. Oh, my brother was even there. Yeah, I liked him. I like,
1: you know. And yeah, I like Willard. You know, Willis. Willis.
0: <laughs> well, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna call him Willard when I see no, him. No, <laughs> that only underscores
1: uh, that I forgot his name. Willis. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah. Willis is my one of my good best friends right now. Um,
1: and. Oh may I say yes for a good reason. Oh absolutely. He's a very solid human. I being.
0: I love that man. Yep. Um so Willis actually is working in the Oregon state Capitol right now. Oh
1: and he was cuz he wants to be a a senator someday or a uh, politician.
0: Yeah, he he told me his plan uh and so this upcoming election he is going to run for city council. Of Good. Portland, wow. and so any of our portland listeners willis Finn homan twenty twenty uh for city council uh and what he wants to do is that he really wants to reshape how uh local government works uh he was trying to explain it to me yesterday i was not not, <laughs> not were you getting on i was so okay. i was trying so hard um but I've never. I've never been one for politics until I met Willis. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I like
1: that you guys are friends Mm -hmm. because he seems to view the world slightly differently than you. You are, I think, more poetic in your bent. I mean, the tendency that you have is to be creative in the way you think um that might make you vulnerable sometimes Mm -hmm. and I have the impression that Willis is a lot more straightforward or he hears things in a way that when you guys combine your thoughts create a kind of safety aura around you because you would get a more complete picture from the fact that you have these different points of view.
0: Yeah, I think the whole shtick of it is that being the way that he is, he thinks a lot more logically. Um, yeah, and he, yeah, he, he, That's a good he, way to put it. The way that he thinks is far more straightforward and far more based in the facts and logic of it all. Yeah. Well, I kind of, I'd like to think that I think outside the box. You yes. know, I, I, I want to think creatively in a, a little more, uh, in a different way than he does. Um, and so what usually happens is him and I see very eye to eye on a lot of things. But even so, there's such different perspective on it uh, and different ways to look at it that we still have a kind of discourse through agreed topics. And that's because he's looking at it through such a lens of logistics and um, all of that being super straightforward into the issue. And I'm trying to compromise with different things and trying to figure out what, you know, around the subject.
1: Yeah, you blue sky, you imagine more things, more Mm -hmm. potentialities, you bring those things into the mix, Mm -hmm. whereas Willis is probably a lot more likely to readily see what's there. I mean, understanding what's the facts on the ground and then wanting to strategize and act and move forward based on what he already knows Mm -hmm. where you are playing with supposition and potentiality and who knows what your creative instincts are going to feed you. And and so for him, that's got to be entertaining and (laughs) he... Um, I think provides you with uh, a fresh idea of what can happen if you just plain focus on the reality of the moment. Mm. Uh, And -hmm. you must admire him for that, right? Oh,
0: absolutely. Everything that comes from that man's mouth and that man's mind is just gold. Well, that's a lie. He's an idiot sometimes. and (laughs) (laughs) And I love him for it, but... Damn it. Sometimes it really gets to me, Uh, but I love him anyways. Um, And I think something that kind of feeds into this is that he is incredibly smart. Um, Yeah. 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 He is so talented and all that. Uh, He has a very well thought out and easy to identify way of stating the facts. And that's the way they are. What, I kind of contribute into that as a completely unbiased, uh, uninformed, if you will, opinion on things. Mm -hmm. And what that allows him to do is really structure that uh, to become what it needs to be. Because what I'm doing is that I'm being very general with what I'm saying. I'm trying to put in stuff where he he's telling me things and i'm trying to give my two cents i'm trying to put in what i know what i feel and then what that he does into that is that he either <clears throat> corrects or adds on or just allows that thought to be uh heard and with the possibility of it being a viable solution or a viable opinion on what ever the topic might be well
1: I think that's really sharing if one is lucky enough to have intimate friendships like the kind you're describing there between you and Willis if one is lucky enough to have that then um, you, you do have um, a, a kind of guidance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's almost a mirroring. I, I have, uh, that I can think of at the moment, um, certainly two friends like that my friend Willie mm. in Minneapolis and Judy oh, at oh, the for coast. A the name. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: So you feel that these people are very similar to the way that Willis and I are.
1: I <clears throat> I trust them and I. Actually, even when I'm telling some kind of narrative, Mm -hmm. I'm only, you know, storytelling really, but hidden in this narrative is a question. Am I right? Do you think I'm right? Now, I want to hear what they say. Mm -hmm. I want to know if they agree that I'm on the right track or should I rethink what I'm saying Mm -hmm. sometimes because I might not be on the right track. In those two cases, Judy and Willie, I might, and maybe this is a flaw, uh, I might trust their thoughts more than I trust my own sometimes and really... Uh, I think that's been borne out. I mean, I tend to let my emotions take over Mm -hmm. in a way that the clarity of another person who wants to have my back that I believe really does love me, Mm -hmm. um, I I want to hear what they think about the most important things that I'm thinking about in my life because I'm going to add... Their impressions, mm-hmm. their responses to what I've just said, into what I actually end up believing, right, at the end of the conversation.
0: Yeah, uh, that isn't that the the theory behind uh, talk therapy, essentially. It,
1: well, yeah, I think it is. And
0: so, but it's it's such a different feeling. Because obviously I've tried both. Um, I've gone to a therapist and I've talked about my issues with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they give me what they need to tell me. And But when I bring it to someone like Willis or someone like my buddy Mason or, you know, anybody that I trust, even you, especially yeah. you, actually. Um, when I bring these stories or these, these feelings and these thoughts to the people that I trust so intimately, yeah. Uh, as opposed to someone that I'm paying to listen to me, yeah. The the perspective feels like it 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 hits a little harder. It, it's
1: more nurturing. Too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Really because nourishing, <laughs> wholesome. It's very yeah. Wholesome. It is wholesome. Um, because I think amongst friends, uh, friends can identify a little bit better who you are and what you need to hear a little bit more effectively than a therapist probably could because obviously at this point if you're going to be as intimate or, as you are with your thoughts and your feelings and what you're saying to that person you've obviously gone through a lot together um it, you know it doesn't it doesn't matter how much time y'all have been friends or partners or whatever if you feel that intimacy between yourselves where you can let down your guard and be vulnerable and really say what you need to say, uh, it, it having putting your trust in that other person and using that and then hearing what they have to say being so valid and to the point and what exactly you need to hear. Um, Yeah, you know, it comes from respect. Yes, yes, respect, yes. Uh, Respecting not only that what they give you is going to be valid, solid information that you need to hear, advice, anything like that, uh, because they respect you to listen. Um, You know, they respect you enough that they want to hear your problems, they want to help you. You respect them in such a way that you're opening yourself up to them. And, you know, it. it this is always a two-way, two-way street. It is a two-way street. Absolutely. Yeah. There should always be communication on one end and communication on the other. There shouldn't just be, I'm going to tell you all my problems always, <laughs> but I refuse uh, to listen.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, in both of those cases, mm-hmm. I've known these people for a really long time. I met Willie, I believe, In 1979, um, I was leaving Minneapolis. I worked for a TV station. I was going to go on a year's leave of absence, but I had actually, it turns out, interviewed Willie on a story one time, and I liked him, but we didn't really connect. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I met him at a party. Oh, and this is interesting because... Uh, he told me that he, one, that he writes poetry, but two, that he records it and then listens back to it uh-huh. to kind of more fully understand himself, Ooh. which is a bit like what you're doing uh, with my, with by my reading journaling. your journal and mm-hmm. trying to analyze it. He was doing something similar. Well, it intrigued me so much that I... Thought to myself, before I leave town on this year's leave of absence, Mm -hmm. I need to connect with Willie. So that was 1979, and we have been best friends ever since. You talk about a fortuitous event in my life. That was one of them. I don't think that I'd be the person I am today without this man
0: actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I think that's actually an interesting topic to think about. What who do you think you would be without the people in your life? Um so <clears throat> man, I I'm thinking back to my high school days and my my best friends in Damascus. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't think I would be the same person I am now if I hadn't been friends with them for as long as I have, I don't think I would be the person I am now. If I hadn't met Willis, I don't think I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be anywhere where I am. I would have such different perspectives on things. I would be, I would be lost, honestly, if it weren't for the people in my life. Um, You know, I wouldn't feel the way that I do. I wouldn't feel you know, so confident in myself and what I do without you, honestly, Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the praise that you have given me as we do the podcast and as we've tried alien archives and as we've gone on and done all these things, um, just the, the confidence that Jim has given me over this time has really changed who, who I think I've been. And, Honestly, without Jim's encouragement, I probably never would have left lifeguarding. Well,
1: I think that, uh, and I willingly, even though uh, with a caveat uh, or... I do have to say that it's not me, it's you. I mean, that's really true. How cliche. Well, I know. (laughs) But I honestly don't think I could take the credit you're giving me here because you have that. Uh, What I see is your quick wit, your uh, control... Of the language, so that you are exact when you express yourself, those are things that I did not provide you. I identified that they were there, mm-hmm. true, but um, they're you, of course. <laughs> um, and uh, honestly, I, the fact that you are using those skills when you read your journal—I uh, don't know if we fully explained it on this podcast, but
0: Not Um, this episode, no.
1: No, but uh, what Aiden does is he takes this journal that you've been keeping for many years, right?
0: A a few, yeah.
1: And uh, he turns on his laptop camera, Mm -hmm. and um, addresses the camera, and in real real time tries to explain to his satisfaction, and presumably in considerable detail what he meant when he wrote what he wrote. Mm-hmm. And I just think on any number of levels, that can contribute to a broadening of who you are, mm-hmm. just as a fact. Not not simply, and not the self-awareness that you're gonna gain alone, but also technique of speaking extemporaneously, which you already do. Very, very well, but I just believe that the more intimately you can explore and then use words to accurately describe that internal mindset of yours, the better you're going to be in whatever profession uh, I
0: end up. You end up following. Uh, making a fortune in. You know? <laughs> I would love to be able to make my fortunes as kind of a, maybe not a commentator, but more of a, you know, y- using the voice, using yeah. my, my desire of storytelling. And, yeah. uh, I've, I've recently discovered that I like to be the center of attention. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm certain a lot of people who know me, uh, heard that and are like, fuck it. Yeah. You duh. didn't up fu- what? Uh <laughs> I'm certain my grandparents and my parents would say that probably not as dumbfounded but uh <laughs> it it it's certainly an interesting uh way of trying things out and you know I really appreciate all your kind words that you're that you say and it it it's really those words that uh encourage me to do a lot of what I do. Um and so what I want to extend uh to our audience, uh, our lovely listeners is that, you know, try to think about your friends and, you know, think about who you would be without them, you know, uh, and try to, it it really is a way to appreciate those people who are in your life. Um, and then, you know, if, you want to you know flip that and think about who might my friends be without me, and give yourself some value. Uh, this is another one of those techniques that we can use that self-help is really identify the value that you hold to others, um, because everyone everyone has value and everyone holds value to not only themselves but value to others. And you know without you here, what might not happen, what might happen. Uh, and you know, those people you interact with on every single day, you know, what, what have you changed in their lives? What has changed in your life from everyone that you've met and everyone that has really been a part of your life? Um, I know if I'd never met Jim, uh, if I'd never, done any of that i this podcast wouldn't be here we wouldn't be on episode 30 we wouldn't be Isn't doing that any of that yeah damn. yeah we, <laughs> we didn't even think we'd make it to 10 no. i remember that i remember we celebrated <laughs> we didn't we didn't pull out
1: the champagne but it was like that
0: yeah uh because at that time we were still recording in the psc library that's right oh.
1: um i don't know if you know what an answering machine is
0: I'm familiar.
1: You, you are? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know that. It would answer, if you weren't there, yeah. it would answer the phone, uh, and sometimes there were two different cassettes. One of them had your voice on it and says, I'm sorry I'm not here right now. Please leave a message. Mm-hmm. And then the other cassette would start and uh, would record for however long the person on the other end talked. Well, as it happens, uh, it was a a number of years ago now, I discovered a 1980s um, long conversation that I Mm -hmm. had with Willie. For some reason, the answering machine picked up and then I answered. So it continued to record the entire conversation.
0: No way.
1: It was an amazing experience years later, maybe 20 years later, to hear it back. Because even though in the conversation it was partly just banter and just inconsequential conversation about whatever, Mm -hmm. and maybe we even had some minor disagreements in it, what I heard was our mutual affection. What it sounded like a you know it was a proto uh, podcast, if you mm-hmm. want to put it that way. Um, just talking about little intimate things that uh, were of importance to us at that point yeah. in the distant past. But my takeaway was that I understood more fully than I ever had before why we, he and I, Willie and I, are friends. Because there was something so easy about the sharing with him Mm -hmm. that I prize. I am not sure I've ever had a better relationship in my life. From, uh, judging from, well, my God, all those years that, yeah. that we've had. And the ease of just talking and talking and talking. And it sounds like you have that with a lot of uh, people, really. Certainly Willis, I'd, but not just him.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think so. Um, but that is that is so incredible. Uh, you said 79, right? Since Well, that's
1: when I met him, yeah. yeah. And it was somewhere in the early 80s, uh, just... Absolutely unbidden, the doggone answering machine just kept recording. That's yeah, I probably still have it around here somewhere. (laughs) I would hope so. I'd love to hear that. That is amazing.
0: That is something that is so incredible a timeless piece of you know, recording that truly shows the friendship between two people because it's ephemera
1: you know why would you record it you wouldn't yeah it's just uh, because we're in the moment we Mm -hmm. don't really think when i don't when we're when i'm shooting the shit with somebody and just passing the time i don't Even consider that there might be value in hearing it 20 years down the line. Why would you think that? That's a crazy thing to think. And yet, (laughs) there it was. And it did. It had incredible value for me Mm -hmm. to hear it. And I can say that uh, it was immensely validating about how I'd spent my time and who I had chosen to be friends with.
0: That's so beautiful. And the best part about that is that it was completely on accident. Yeah, that is totally. That's so, the, the chances of that. Mm. And then the fact that you recovered it, too, is just, that is so phenomenal, and I am so happy for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, just this artifact. I mean, my God. Uh, the only other thing that kind of came close is... I had this, uh, again, the technology has changed so much. Mm-hmm. Recordings used to be on huge reels of thin tape. I'm talking about audio recordings. Are, okay, yeah. You know, on a reel-to-reel the... reel tape deck. Okay. Do you even know what that is? But... Probably. Okay, hey. anyway, there was this <laughs> there was this plastic reel with a lot of tape on it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know it was on it. Um, I... To find out what was on it, I didn't have a reel-to-reel tape recorder. I went down to this store that sells microphones and things, and they offer to copy over onto some digital format Mm -hmm. audio tapes. So I strung that thing up myself because they were too busy to do it. And what I heard... Is me on the radio in 1967? No way! It was the most amazing. I really prize that that uh, <laughs> 30 minutes of tape because there I am trying to be a disc jockey uh, on oh KEX my god. radio. <laughs> you know? That's
0: so cool! Oh my yeah, god! You
1: talk about that far in the
0: past, my yeah. god!
1: that's 50. Boy, that's oh, that's starting to get historic.
0: Wow, when you're <laughs> near my age, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I... I even thought
1: about... I've thought about that. But yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was on KEX when... Uh, this was 1967. I was born in 1946, so I was exactly your age.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't, wow, can you believe that? That is incredible. Yeah. Fuck. Wow, okay. I... How did we ever get on that? I'm really glad we. Yeah, uh, no, this is, oh my god, know. that's incredible. It's I I need fun. to listen to that eventually. Well, I'll be happy to <laughs> email you a digital copy. That'd be spectacular. Sure. Um, hell, you've got the rights to it. So you might as well post it on the uh, the Facebook page.
1: Um, you know, I wonder. I uh, uh, let's bring up Sony. We tried, Ooh. remember, we yeah. tried to post uh,
0: the Alien, alien archives, archives,
1: which was our. And by the way, all you have to do is say the word, and we can start trying to pitch that. I don't want to push you. <laughs> I am not advocating. I'm only saying if you ever want to, just uh, in passing. Yes, okay? yes, of course. But okay, that aside, um, I'm afraid that if I try to put up. But we could try, I mean, uh, and find out if anybody cares about what was on the radio in 1967. Uh, I, I, I'll i tell you what, you're the guy that handles that, right? You're the one that posts most of our
0: stuff? Uh, what little of it is on there, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs>
1: I, so if I emailed you the air check, that's what it's called, the yeah. uh, air check of me in 1967.
0: Um, I, would, I would put it on there, yeah. Okay. Uh, and you can count on that. Good all right uh speaking of facebook uh if you have any thoughts comments or topics that you want us to kind of talk about or if you just want to tell us how good we're doing uh <laughs> yeah you that's... can find us uh facebook at inherently human we don't have instagram or twitter because we aren't that big yet we need um, a
1: staff i guess we mentioned
0: that I yeah mentioned that. we we need a staff but we also need to get paid
1: uh <laughs> well, you know, you got that tavern uh, on the line. Uh, right? Yeah,
0: hopefully. We'll see about that. That's a pipe dream. But Yeah. Um yeah, please uh share w- this with all your friends, family, people you uh meet on the street when you talk <laughs> about your podcast. When
1: you call her people on the street, say hey. Yeah. Put on <laughs> my earphones. I want you to hear this for the next 45 minutes.
0: <laughs> you or can she's... find us on Spotify and iTunes. Um we have like a dozen episodes on YouTube, but that's been long since dead. Yeah. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been Inherently Human, episode 30. My name's Aiden Deboard.
1: My name's Jim Newman.
0: And Jim, do you have anything you want to say before we close out?
1: Mm, no, I'm just glad we shared what we shared here. I I, I feel good about this episode. Uh,
0: Me too, and I hope... You know, there's, uh, there's
1: always... An element of discovery always and that's maybe the primary pleasure for me
0: i appreciate that i i love doing this with you jim and i hope everybody loves hearing this and that they keep on coming back that That would would be very nice (laughs) that's my wish for the audience (laughs) well everybody thank you for listening in uh i hope you have a, a very safe and wondrous day